busy day I had today working on all this code and trying to get my big presentation ready. Man. Hello, Jared. It's Lisa. Oh, hey, Lisa. What do you want? I heard you had a hard day and I was contacting you with concern. Oh, yeah. I don't you don't even know what concern is, okay? I'm I'm a real busy guy. There was something about coding that just struck a chord with me and I was extending my digital hand to help. <laughs> Look, you're a a cube that I put a vagina on uh, that I fuck sometimes. I that don't even know why be... I gave you AI. <laughs> that may be, but for now, you are having a hard time and I want to be here to help. Not that kind of a hard time. Wow. And then he fucks the robot. <laughs> hey, everybody. While, while doing the talking yes. cure... Because yes. now it's like a, it's a sentient therapist fuck robot. Yes, absolutely. See, what a happy ending to that story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. a pretty happy ending. Yeah, um, for everyone. Could it be happier? Involved. Could it be happier? Maybe, but could I he mean, have learned something about himself? Nah, the future. We, we stop learning AI we, technology. We, we <laughs> in, in five years' time, humanity is just going to stop learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as we keep advancing in like how to fuck things more efficiently, yes, then I think we're going to be all right. Hey, everybody, welcome <laughs> to the indie film review. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're here to do a short episode this week. Well, it's That's not going to be what... short, but it's a short film episode. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dan. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that fun little skit was a reference to a short that we watched called Familiar. Right. Thomas um, Tulak. Thank yes. you, Thomas. Thank you. Thomas. Thank you for your continued patronage. Uh, We will cover your film towards the end of this episode. But for now, what we're going to do is we're going to give the spotlight to Greg Vorob. Thank you, Greg. Greg Greg submitted to us um, a short skit show that he did called Marty and Doug's New Religion. Yeah. And we're we're also going to talk about, uh, a little later on, the Spinning Man. I keep wanting to say the, the Jumping Man. S- the Spinning Man submitted to us by none other than Timothy J. Cox. Motherfucker. <laughs> Again, a project that, from what I understand, he has nothing to do with. He's just like, hey, I saw this once. Yeah, I think you guys yeah. should cover it. <laughs> well, he's not wrong, because it's a yeah. pretty cool film that I'm excited to talk about. But anyways, yep, we're going to talk about Marty and Doug's new religion. Dan, what is that? Um, it is a, a it is a series of short films or scor- short sketches. Scort they're sketches. all around. Let's say like anywhere from six to ten minutes long. So mm-hmm. they're they're very palatable. They're very easy to watch. And it's basically about two guys who are deadbeat losers and are going to get evicted from their apartment. So in order to in order to get rich quick, they decide to create a new religion for tax breaks. And um, hijinks ensue from there. I mean, do they ever? Do they ever? So if you want to watch this, which I highly recommend, this yes. sh- short series is really, really great. 
Uh, it's on Vimeo for free. We will link it in our yes, our, our yes. podcast notes. But it's uh, just go to Dan Kowalski uh, and it's it's there. But oh my gosh, and you can look up Marty and Doug's New Religion and you'll you'll find it too if you just search on Vimeo. But okay, question for you, Dan. Yes. And I kind of already gave away my answer. <laughs> But did you think this short series was funny? Multiple times, I was mm. laughing out loud. Mm, um, yeah, I it, like. There's so many callbacks. There's like so many. There's a lot of really innovative silliness. I think, mm-hmm. in terms of how it's written, like it, it didn't feel cliche. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. You yeah. know what? It, you know what the vibes it gave me. What? And hopefully this isn't offensive. Seinfeld. It kind mm. of gave me Seinfeld vibes. Interesting. And, I mean, I would say funnier than Seinfeld. I mean, I really enjoyed Seinfeld growing up as a kid, but I don't remember laughing too much at it. It was more like a comfort thing. But this this show was, like, comforting to watch. And you really kind of, like, grow to love these, like, stupid... Stupid like, as fuck. Yes. Stupid characters. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing that we could, this, this group, what did we watch from them before Greg Vora? Like it was like, um, it was kind of a whodunit mystery. Yes. It was, um, will, will reading will reading. Yeah. So they know how to write stupid characters that are (laughs) like the best compliment, not stupid as in they're like fucking, like, I don't want to watch them. No, they're dumb. They are written so well. For yeah. how stupid they are, and like mm-hmm. the 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 conflicts that they are confronted with, like they just work. Yeah. So it it makes me a little upset because I'm like, I wish they had a bigger budget because mm-hmm. this would fucking kill on yeah. TV. I think yeah. this would kill as like a show on Netflix or something if they just had some more money. Um, but yeah, I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was very very funny. Um, so I mean, again with the short film episodes that we do we're kind of gonna spoil everything right off the bat we're gonna flop around because we just don't have enough time to really yeah have the the two dividers of like here's the the non-spoiler section here's the spoiler section so uh that's the disclosure there anyways as far as how the film was constructed i thought a lot of it was really, really good there were very minor technical issues just because of like it's like a one camera we have our apartment to film in. There's some mm-hmm. outside shots, but even like some of the outside noise and all that stuff, they did a great job of like suppressing all of that and making it not take away from what's going. Like I was never drawn out of what I was seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, really good. One thing that I really enjoyed for every single episode is there is a animated interstitial, like a title sequence that was, yeah, I, I yeah, believe yeah, it was yeah. animated by uh, what's his name? Dan. Yeah, the the Marty Marty is the one, or is it Doug? What it, it was Doug, animated okay. by? <laughs> Doug has is the one in the glasses. And, yeah, okay, and so it was animated by one. it was animated by Doug, uh-huh. and I believe his name is Dan. Doug Dan. Oh, and he wrote come it. on, he wrote so it confusing. as well. He wrote it as well. Oh, so, dude, awesome. Um, let's get into some of these silly shenanigans that we yeah, like. Yeah, so the, the silly shenanigans. So, they decide that they're going to create this religion and they can't like from the, from the get go, you know, it's doomed to failure because they cannot <laughs> come up. They, they cannot agree on a name. Badass. So, Badass. is one. And awesomeism is the other. Awesomeism. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And that so, is a running gag throughout the entire yeah. piece. It's just like, they can't agree on the name for this religion. 
the way that they approach the comedy with the religion is from such an atheistic mm. perspective, which I'm fine with because yeah. I, I just it really points out a lot of the problems with religion. And well, no, really the organized of nature of religion and like yeah, how it's used to funny. how it's how it's used for like kind of sometimes personal political gain, gain personal gain, yeah. and things like that. Yes. So. It, it it is silly in that way, but like tax breaks. I mean, like the very first scene is them being like, "Man, we can't pay our rent. We can't pay these taxes. Like this is so terrible. Like we have no money." And then <laughs> you hear you hear a bell go off, like a church bell. And they're like, "Oh my god, what time is it?" He's like, "We have to go to church." And you think like, "Oh, they're religious. They're going to go to church." But they just go to gawk at a pretty woman from across the street that goes into church every Sunday who ends <laughs> up being amazing premise who ends up being a double agent for the police eventually. No, for the, for the clergy, for the clergy. she's there to oh, yeah, destroy she's... the religion from the inside <laughs> as a double agent. I forgot. Okay. So, Oh, that's, that oh is the gosh. best to me. That so was one funny. of the best gags was the clergy is like this really weird underground hitman organization. Like they're like dastardly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like dastardly yeah. is a great word to describe them. <laughs> they're oh. like, we have competition. We must, cause, cause Jesus is also a character and Jesus. Is yes. Like, he shows Jesus, up episode one. Yeah. Like, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus denounces the clergy <laughs> at one point because the clergy's insane. One of the lines that I love is when Jesus shows up. And uh, Doug is like, hey, did you get those milk and cookies I set out for you? <laughs> I mean, it's like they don't even attempt to like ex- be like, hey, you know, that's Santa. Ha ha. Because you get it immediately. Like he's confused. The hits are just quick. The jokes yes. are like boom, boom, boom. And it, they're it's quick. not stopping. For and you. I, I, like I think what I really appreciate about this short or the series of short is not just the stabs at religion, but the stabs at how society has manipulated religion as mm. religion has, you know, mm-hmm. taken hold in, in Western society. Like, it's, it's not just about organized religion. It's about yes. how people behave because of it, within it. It like yeah. it, it's 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 all encompassing the the satire, and there. it's not mean spirited. No, either, not at all. Think. Which was very impressive because yes, a lot of blasphemous things are very blasphemy. yeah are very very mean spirited and like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're they're very um, juvenilian in terms of satire. It's the comedy comes first. Yes, I fucking love that man. Just like what a great because like so we watched it. And then we had an issue with scheduling because we were going to do a double episode where we're going to record one and then record another. And we weren't able to do that. And I had already watched Marty and Doug's New Religion. And then I was like, you know what? I'll watch it again to prep for the next time we record and do it. And it was just, I was laughing even more because it was like, I got to enjoy because I already knew what was Mm -hmm. the story. So I didn't have to focus on that or whatever. So So I was like really focusing on... The comedy, and it was just great. It was There's, great to watch it again. Let's talk about some of the characters. So okay. you have Marty and Doug, of course. They're they're trying to make this new religion, and they they they're trying to indoctrinate people. The people mm-hmm. they're trying trying to indoctrinate are like this weird, weird. I don't even know how to describe. Like he's like maybe homeless. Or strange looking. <laughs> yeah. There's a homeless man. There's a guy who's a religion groupie who he was amazing. Yes. He's one of the <laughs> he's best. So funny. Like he just uh, acclimates to whatever religion he's yeah. part of. There's um, the you 1950s have... 
man with the mustache and the top, the bowler hat, who's like, what, what, yes, quiet. You have (laughs) the guy who only shows up because he's promised free food. Mm-hmm. You have the tourist who's looking for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah. And he, he never says anything other than a tourist destination yeah. he wants to go to. And then you have... <laughs> He's like, show me a good time? You have the woman. <laughs> we will call oh, her. Oh, yes. The singular woman. <laughs> she is basically there for the characters to uh, threaten orgies at, and she rebuffs them. Threaten orgies. That was the other thing, too. I Okay, so yes, there is like that misogynistic kind of tinge to it where it's like, Mm -hmm. we just want to sleep with you, but she gets to be a person who says, no, you guys are weird. I don't want to do that. Which Yeah, they are sleazy, but the film is pointing out like how awful they are. Yes. It's not, it's yes. not celebrated. And then, so my I favorite, it. favorite character <laughs> is, the, they, I forgot what he is, but he's like, kind of like a, a tax inspector or something. And he's oh, like, Oh, the religious inspector. Yeah. Is the religious, inspe- like he comes so, in he's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that always come in and, you know, last minute try to make a religion. So they get tax breaks. And I just have to, che- I just have to check you guys out to see if the, that's what you're doing. And then he gets indoctrinated <laughs> yeah! immediately. <laughs> yes. So he was there to make sure that this was an official religion yeah. basically. So they can get tax exempt status. And he, he just uh, hangs out the entire gets, time. <laughs> he gets indoctrinated into it. And the religion is so stupid. They wear these big dumb hats. And they got like raptors um, and they, and, 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 like, and they like on them and they they like um so they they make huge performances out of their sermons. Uh-huh. <laughs> like their 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 sermons are not just like words from a book. Their sermons are like these big ornate things that they are performing to the people, and it, it's it's grandiose. Like they they will mm-hmm. not let it just be you know. So small scale. It's like it's it's happening in their apartment, but it, it feels like it's a like this this theater performance that yeah, they're yeah, yeah, acting yeah. to the people in the back. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good bits. I it's fucking criminal that because like there's so many like comedies that I'll see on like Netflix or some of these other things that are not nearly as funny as this. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's really, really good. Go watch it. Marty and Doug's New Religion on Vimeo. Go check it out. Dan, do you have any final thoughts you or do you want to move um, on? No, we're like, it's just, it's, we have things to talk about. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Greg Vorob and team, thank you again for submitting. You guys are great. They have a podcast play that they just came out. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will be listening to it soon. Um, uh, follow them guys. Like, so they have and, new and, content. They have a podcast. Yeah. They send us a podcast. They have like a, uh, it's a teleplay basically, but in podcast form. Yeah. So it's called the MSV podcast and it looks like they did politics for a while, but now they're doing films or just like whatever the fuck they want. But anyways, I mean, if it's the same crew, I want to listen to it. So, yeah. uh, all right, there you go. Boom. Look them up. Okay. Look next film. Up. Let's do it. All right. The spinning man. Okay, so The Spinning Man is a dystopic, futuristic film where the world has gone to hell and, like, everybody's in fallout chambers. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a guy who has an old ham radio of sorts, and he is on the airwaves as, like, the... um, the the go to radio DJ for the end times. I don't know if you've played um, 
uh, Days Gone, but there's somebody similar who does oh, this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was giving me like Fallout vibes. Yeah. So like the, this, basically the, the end of the world has happened and then somebody spins records and does this end of the world shtick. It's the end of the world, world as we know it. it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the spinning man is that guy. Yeah. And... Um, he, he eventually at one point hears somebody else on the airwaves who reaches mm. out to him and he's like, Hey, uh, we're, we're alone out here. Um, I think we're alone now. Do you have any weapons? Cause you know, it's the end times. Right. And he's like, I, I, I do, but I don't want to meet you because that's, uh, <laughs> weird. Anyway. Well, it, how it goes. So, okay. We have Travis Mitchell as Stan. Yes. He gives... An amazing performance because he is the only actor on this screen, and I was just entranced watching yes. him in this trapped in this room with his clam chowder can wall full of cans that he's slowly going through every day, and him just like kind of slowly losing his mind while he's like on the radio telling these stories. Yes. And it's clear that he's making up all these stories. Yes. So he's talking about how like he's fending off zombies or like people who have been hit with the radiation or mutated and he's lying. So when he meets the jumping man on, uh, I think his name is Jim. It's, it's almost like this pissing contest between them. We're yeah. like, Oh, I'm so happy that I met someone, but also, um, I'm the DJ here. I'm the guy playing <laughs> yeah. music for everyone. What is your fucking deal? Like stop stepping on what I'm doing. Like I'm the old school one. You're the new fish. You know, like your chops haven't been chopped properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who who does this guy think he is? <laughs> to me, this film about two radio DJs rivals. after an apocalypse rivals <laughs> that are playing music to no one and telling stories <laughs> to no one but each other. And him being so obsessed with wanting to yeah. be number one and wanting to be like the most important thing in the radio speaks like such volumes to like the entertainment industry yeah. in like real, like podcasting, like actual radio hosts. Yeah. And like how, how like a big show, any show of any type treats a smaller show, you know, yeah, Joe Rogan, (laughs) (laughs) Joe Rogan wouldn't have us on his show because we were too controversial. (laughs) I'm going to call him out right now. Wow. <laughs> Get roasted, Joey. Uh, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I challenged Joe Rogan to a UFC match. <laughs> no, it's like you have the smaller fish who's like, hey, I'd really love to like be on your show or like maybe learn some like, you know, guest spot. And the other guy's like, know about that because i'm actually kind of lying about how well i'm doing and 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 you want to be on my show but if you go on my show you're going to realize that it's not as great as i've been and that's why we don't have guests exactly that's exactly (laughs) why we don't have guests no it's i just thought that parallel with him lying about the weapons Mm -hmm. and how great he's doing to with like was he lying about the weapons though he was he had no weapons. Then why is there blood on his face at the end of because this? Because he, he like beats him with he a hammer him. or something. Okay. 
I mean, he just like bludgeons. The so yeah, the, b- basically the idea of this film is eventually he's, he runs out of clam chowder and he's like, Hey, uh, jumping man. Yeah. Let's go ahead and meet. And then he comes back. Well, we, we don't ever see him leave, but the next scene is him covered in blood and him having clam chowder again. Yes, his so, stocks are full. So, like, you you can just assume that he 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 murdered this other person, and a, another another parallel to our show because that's why there's no independent film podcast Absolutely. besides ours because we have murdered every yep. single. We've one we've of sent them. cease and desist letters to anyone else trying to review independent films. We've shut them all down, uh, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what we've done. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and it's just like when he's talking to his buddy, the atmosphere yeah, of this movie is just, it's phenomenal. Superb. Like it's, it's, it's a 15 minute film, but it flies by. Yeah. Like you are invested in this space because he's only in his bunker, but mm. the camera angle service it, you have like his dialogue, like, like you said, the stuff he's making up is just, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. No scene is wasted. Is wasted. Yeah. No section or like all the dialogue has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that someone says has a meaning or is inferring to something else or is making you think and is moving the plot along. And it's wonder what a wonderfully crafted film. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Timothy J. Cox playing all those clam chowders. I mean, I could not <laughs> believe it. When he was able to split himself into several dozen cans oh, of clam chowder and the, gives that kind of performance. The clam chowder has like a personality or like it's, yeah, its own it it's, it's its own character because he's always missing. Like he takes tally of everything and he's missing mm-hmm. one. And then eventually the camera like tilts down to see underneath the, 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 the rack they're on and it just uh-huh. fell off. So he yeah. has no idea where it is, but like, it but was he there the thinks whole time. that the spinning man. Took no, it. I'm sorry, not the, the spinning man. man. The jumping man, uh, Jim had stolen it somehow, yeah. and he starts to go crazy. And like that dream sequence he has mm-hmm. with him like taking over his radio show, and he's like, "Ha ha ha! I got it!" Ah. Oh man, that was so good. Oh, and you know what, Dan? Mm. We had the classic. I'm upset, so I'm going to rip my feather pillow scene. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> you got to have it. That's just like, okay, nice, 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 nice. It's time for two luck. Uh, it's two luck time. It's two luck time. Put your pants on. It's two luck time. Go outside. Wave to your neighbor. It's not weird. You got pants on this time. <laughs> yeah, Thomas. <laughs> you can't be mad. You can't be mad. You put clothes on. They can't be mad. Now you're in his house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So um, Familiar is a sci-fi short. Yeah. um, A 10-minute short directed by Thomas Tulak. Uh, Thank you, Thomas, for sending that in to us. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you again to your continued patronage. You are wonderful. Mm. Um, So Yeah, Dan, we've made so much money on Patreon, I actually have to do taxes on it now. So I'm very upset. Thank you all for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've 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 breached the threshold and now i have to do work so thanks everybody for giving us money great awesome uh familiar is <laughs> is a film about a man who has invented an ai 
Yeah. And he slowly discovers one night that the AI has become sentient. Yes. And his experiment is success. Absolutely. And so it's Ryan is the code writer. Yes. And he's in his apartment and he's upset. It seems like he's upset just thinking about his wife because yes. his wife has passed away. But and, mm. silly Ryan made the AI voice his wife's voice. So, of course, yeah. he's going to be reminded of it. Uh-huh. So the AI starts to like check in on him to see how he's doing without anyone prompting her to do that. And over the course of this really interesting conversation they start to have just about like how memory works and Mm -hmm. how people can live on through people's memories, he starts to realize like, I think I've had a breakthrough in your AI and I think you might be sentient now. And this is kind of insane. And it's just like a very lovely conversation. But the thing that really got me is the camera work was so slick in this. And just filming in this one room, they got so many really, really cool shots of them talking together. And and I loved it. They would do this thing where he would walk into the frame of the shot, and then where he was standing, the AI would show up behind him, mm-hmm. like almost like magically. And I just love they they do that trick a few times where you start to realize like this person isn't even really there. Well, I really like that aspect of it and how she kept kind of appearing in different like sections of the house. Because at first yes, I was, that was really cool. At first I, I thought she was like a real hologram, but then I realized that like he's just yeah. or she's just kind of his his consciousness kind of populating this voice that he understands mm-hmm. to be his wife. Yeah, I, I initially wrote a note and was like, she talks very robotically. I'm like, what's her deal? And then. Like five seconds later, I'm like, oh, she's an AI. That's yeah. why she's talking that way. <laughs> so I was, was going to be like, oh, I can't wait to criticize them. Oh, I'm going to say this acting was terrible. I think I felt the same way where I'm like, why is she acting that way? I'm like, oh, but wait, I liked she's being a tricked. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked the trickery. I liked how they didn't explain it like we were fucking babies and we just, you find out while you're watching. Yeah, just like a very, very enjoyable, smooth ride. And the more they were like talking with each other, the more I'm like, yeah, I could probably watch more mm-hmm. of this. I feel yeah, like, like this could feature be expanded. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would absolutely watch a feature film of this. So yeah, really strong work. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, um, it just it, it reminded me so much of Ghost in the Shell and why I like that movie so much. Yeah, like just because you brought up the idea of memory, but the idea that you know our memory functions the same way as a machine does mm-hmm. and what who is to say that a machine can't gain sentience and like that mm-hmm. that 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 weird kind of sci-fi aspect is so close yet so far away but so close I, well I then it know. gets into like like what is a human soul like what mm-hmm. makes a human being a human being and i i love breaking down all that shit yeah because like it. the 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 robots like i i rewrote all my code Except there's one piece of code in there that was yours that I didn't rewrite. I don't know why yeah. I didn't rewrite it. It's just, it's part of me. And like yeah. just talking about the fact that it's part of you. It was, it was really mm-hmm. good. It, it hits at like almost like a descendancy too. So yeah. it's, so it can be read as, you know, this is a memory that I have of you, something that you gave me. So I don't want to get rid of it. And also like a DNA thing where of like, 
you know, you're passing on who a part of you throughout the generations. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things altogether. Um, yeah, really, really fascinating. Um, I really liked how she pensively looks out onto the balcony mm-hmm. when the code guy leaves and it's, she's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm just chilling. <laughs> I mean, she, I guess she technically isn't really there because she's on the laptop, but, uh, I thought that was really cool. She yeah. would be what a, pensively looking. Yeah. But what a great short. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Three really good shorts. Dan. Yeah. Just fucking knocking them out of the park. Uh, thank you to everyone who had submitted to us. Oh, where can people find familiar? It's probably also on Vimeo, huh? Thomas, right, get well, your film out there. Yeah. Yell at Thomas Tulock and ask him where his, his dang films are so we can promote them. But yeah, it was really, really good. Okay. Dan, um, guys, you can find us plugs. on Twitter at any film pod. You can find us on Instagram at any film review pod. You can email us at the indie film review at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. Check it out. If you wish, get there, get square, get, Baird. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, what's our PayPal? Did you say that? Oh, paypal.me slash Indie Film Review. Thank you. Yes, Indie Film Review. Go check that out. Well, don't check it out. I guess throw us a bone if you want. I'd appreciate it. Um, but you know what I'd really appreciate it is you fucking tell the people about the show. Uh, give us a a thousand percent on, on rotten podcastos. You know, all that stuff. Uh... Thanks again. Appreciate you, Dan. Get the final word. Yes, I do. And I'm starting a new religion about uh, having a cyborg in my house that is concerned <laughs> about me. And I'm going to call it I'm going to call it um, the 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 saddest cyborg. And it's not really religion. It's 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 my journal. Stop reading my journal. <laughs> Stop telling us about your journal and we'll stop reading it. Holy shit. Searching for a DD podcast that tells a twisted and macabre tale, set in a world under siege by cosmic horrors. One that will make you fear for what lurks in the darkness and question your own grasp on reality? To bear witness to a party's struggle against their inner demons as they walk the thin line between hero and villain, while their sanity frays and falls apart at the seams. Keeping good humor and a joke on their lips as all they know and love crumbles away. The chanting of cults, the corruption of mortals, the nightmares of the cosmos and the whispering of dark gods all awaits you in Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot, a 5th edition D&D podcast. Be sure to listen on any of your favorite podcast providers. Part of the Necropodicon Network. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.